Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSP Marketing Podcast. Today, I'm super excited. I've got Steve Dempsey with me. Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Steve, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you having me. Thank you for the invite. It was very unexpected. <laughs> well, you know, I've, uh, you know I've, I've actually gotten quite a few guests from the Tech Tribe because, you know, if I see somebody a few times and I like what they're saying and they seem like they know what they're talking about. That's usually when I'm like, cool. I think you have something that I think the listeners would love to hear. Um, and I personally have had great success with SEO at my MSP. I always recommend MSPs put emphasis and effort into SEO. Um, you know, we're going to get into your background and everything else, but it, it seems like a topic you really know a lot about and have had success with. So, I just appreciate you being willing to jump on and share what you know, man. There's a, there's a whole lot of value in that. And, and you know, I appreciate it. Listeners always appreciate it and give me feedback. So, so that's kind of the background. I saw, I see Steve all the time on tech tribe doing his thing. And it's kind of easy to spot when someone doesn't know their shit with SEO. Um, Cause their recommendations are just weird. You know, like I've seen people make recommendations like, what are you talking about? You know, like, I don't think you understand SEO. Whereas your recommendations are very thoughtful. Um, and then you understand that most of our value is in a local market, but I don't want to, I'm not going to speak for you. I say, let's just jump right in. We'll get into the questions. This is going to be like, I'm going to grill you, Steve. <laughs> in a good okay. way. <laughs> Half my clients grill me, even I don't I don't let them talk to me anymore directly, but but any proceed. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks for letting me talk to you and grill you. All Absolutely. right. So let's let's uh let's kind of start off with your background, Steve. Like tell tell us a little bit about yourself and like you know, maybe your your career. Yeah, I'll just give you a high level overview. I've I've been in IT for 25 years. Uh even back in the day when I had hair. I know it's hard to believe at this point, but it's been a while, but yes, been in the business that long. Uh, nice. So IT is pretty much all I know. I started Neotech, like I said, 25 years ago. I was solo for uh, uh, probably about 15 years. Oh, wow. Solo. Yeah. So I was just one man, just guy. Uh, and then 10 years ago, I started down the path of transitioning to a business owner. And believe me, that was a big hurdle. So 10 years ago, I started with my first employee. So I have 17 full-time employees now. Oh, wow, uh, great. Mm -hmm. And our footprint is uh, New York City, Long Island. That's the bulk of my business. Uh, I bought another company. I have two companies in New York City. Uh, one of them is Managed Print Services. One of them is, is Neotech, my, my primary business. Uh, I bought another business in Minneapolis. We have a footprint in there. And then I'm trying to get something started uh, in Denver area, which is where I, mean, I live in Fort Collins now for the last couple of years mm -hmm. and created an entire team uh, and structure. So my day running Neotech is probably uh, only 10% of what it used to be. Nice. Which allowed me to put in all the time and resources. Uh, believe me, it took years to get here. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Uh, 
you know, well not easy. And there was a lot of pain involved in that. But uh, and that allowed awesome. me to transition uh, into SEO and actually get into sales and marketing, which I could not stand my entire life. And yeah. now I'm right. I don't know how it happened, but I'm very passionate about it now. I don't know how nice. that happened, but here, but here we are. That's a very high level overview. Yeah. And I love what happens is once results start coming in, you get pretty passionate. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like as some as soon as a mark, you know, as soon as an owner starts seeing results from their marketing, then they start getting real passionate, really start investing. Um, which I've seen with our own MSB camp members, like they're they're starting to get results, and they're like, oh my god, they're like they're willing to invest now, and I'm like, I get so I get so excited seeing that. Well, dude, that's a great background. So you are an MSP owner, you have multiple. Uh, businesses um, mm-hmm. kind of throughout the U.S. So then what got you interested in SEO? Like what kind of, what sparked that? Yeah, I mean, it's a very simple path. And I think most of your listeners are actually going to relate because I, I, I they're probably on the same journey, the same road that I took, right? Uh, we're IT guys. We're not marketeers, okay? We don't like marketing. I did not like marketing. I did not understand it. I wanted to be an IT guy. I wanted to work on systems and everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, on Monday, I would promise myself I would work on my Google ads and and website and things like that. And then the Monday of the following month, I put in zero hours into Google ads and, and my mm-hmm. website Okay, and rinse and repeat. And I'm sure everybody, most of your uh, listeners can relate. So when I did marketing, uh, I'm going to, let's say, reference... I'm going to reference the last seven years, right? That's that's a fair statement. Uh, I would just throw things against the wall because I had no idea what I was doing and somebody else said they would work. Uh, those channels being LinkedIn, uh, cold calling, right? Just hiring somebody to follow a script and, and call. Uh, Google ads several times. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried uh, LinkedIn meetings. Uh, I followed that script from the tech tribe. Uh, B&I, networking group, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I even hired a uh, LinkedIn um, uh, uh, lead generation company that supposedly specialized uh, in in IT companies, getting mm-hmm. leads for IT companies. That absolutely bombed. Right? <laughs> yeah, that absolutely bombed. And uh, also uh, hired a consultant to run my Google ads. Okay? And that's when I learned that unless somebody is in our industry, they don't know our industry. Yeah. So at the end of the, at the end of the day, where I'm going with this is, I, I tried most things unsuccessfully, wasted a lot of money. Um, you know, went down rabbit holes. Yeah, maybe get a lead here or two there, but I really never grew my business right uh, through sales and marketing. I just I didn't like it. I wanted somebody else to do it for me, and um, really ultimately just never went anywhere. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, bring us fast forward to Google ads. And I actually do know my, my knowledge is a bit rusty, but I do know a fair amount about Google ads. And I was running Google ads up until two years ago. I was spending approximately uh, almost $3,000 a month. Okay. And uh, I learned a couple of things is when I revived my Google ads campaign after uh, the consultant that I had who shall remain nameless. And I started learning Google ads is I realized 
just how bad how bad it was, right? I realized mm. how poorly it was set up, and the keywords were off, and you know, and just things that make sense to an outsider do not make sense at all. When once again, you know what your target audience is. Yeah, uh, and I'll give you a quick example. And I'm sure everyone can relate here to an outsider. You know, what is VoIP? Hey, do you do VoIP? Sure, we do VoIP. Okay, you know, let's let's run some ads for that. Okay, and but no, it doesn't work. Okay, because you're going against Ring Central and eight by eight and everybody else, and you're gonna be spending twenty dollars a click, for example, to go nowhere, but to an outsider, right? That's attractive. Like, hey, look, you know, you're an IT company, you do VoIP, let's let's get you some VoIP meets. Mm. Right. And for a small business owner, you just you're just you know, you're wasting a lot of money. Yeah. Um, so at the end of the day, is I was spending three thousand dollars a month close to it. Uh, but it was very difficult for me to get ROI. Was I getting leads? Yes. But at, at that kind of spend level, uh, you know, the, the deals that we were closing and the leads that we were getting, um, ultimately, we were just in, I was just in the red. Right. Yeah. I wasn't even breaking even. Uh, Google Ads is a very long-term game. You have to kind of measure that return on a six-month basis. If you're going to do anything less, you're you're, you're wasting your time and money. Yeah. Uh, but once again, even at that target, and I was very finely targeting with Google Ads. So, so having said all that, I threw in the towel. I got tired of just throwing them, throwing this money away, uh, not getting even, not even break. I would have been happy with break even. I wasn't getting that much. I wasn't getting close to that. So I decided to learn SEO. Uh, and then once I saw how bad the implementation was for my Google Ads, I realized that the only person that's going to do SEO for me is me because the only person that really knew the industry, not so much my business, but the industry, was going to be and not an outsider. Right? Mm -hmm. So that took me down the path of SEO. Um, two years ago, I had no idea what I was doing. And the path of my learning, which is how I do everything else, is I consume as many YouTube videos and blogs mm -hmm. as I possibly could on a weekly basis. Yeah. And I'm talking like even when my, when my day ended, I would go on YouTube, watch videos, read blogs, right? I would read them 10 different ways from 10 different people. I had no idea what an H1 title was, mm -hmm. the difference between a service page and a blog. I mean, that's how, that's how basic my knowledge was. Mm -hmm. um, and hundreds of hours later you know an experimentation I, I finally started to gain traction i finally started to understand it a little bit and then more and more uh and then i actually started to get some real leads right like six months later uh a year later and then i kind of saw the potential of okay you know once i get that city-based service page like new york city uh it consulting just throwing something out there you know once that gets near the top Right, it stays at the top, and I'm not paying fifteen, twenty dollars a click to get to get leads. Yeah, and it, and it works. Um, yeah, with with the understanding, and I can't stress this enough, is that you need you need to know what your market audience is, but you also need to know, you know, what your industry is, like what what leads are you trying to get, not just because it sounds good uh, to an outsider, you know, to them, cybersecurity. Right, an IT company go hand in hand, uh, but the amount of resources and time and money you would have to spend to try to right get quote unquote cybersecurity leads organically. Good luck with that. Yeah. So that's 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 what and that's what I kind of learned is to approach things with a laser focus and city based. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's it. So two years later, I mean, here we are, not two years. I, I, look, I, I didn't think this would happen, but now I love SEO. I love mm-hmm. the metrics. I love local SEO, meaning city-based and, and getting leads in my backyard. It works. Uh, leads come to me, right? Because they're already looking, they're, they're already shopping. Yeah. I'm not cold calling, just trying to like hit the pin the tail on the donkey. And I'm not going to networking meetings, hoping to find somebody sooner or later. When somebody yeah. con- organically hits our page and contacts us, they already have a need. They're already looking for a provider. They're already looking for it to change or, or a project or something. They're already yeah. have sold. It's just a question of now you just closing the deal. It's a big difference. So that, uh, I think that answers that. It's a, yeah, that was great. It's a huge difference. I found, you know, inbound SEO leads, whether they're seeing me from the map pack or they're seeing me from organic, you know, they typed in Lakeland IT services. They're almost as warm as a referral. When I look mm-hmm. at my close rate on referral and inbound, they're very close. But when I look at close from my telemarketing efforts, close from my direct mail efforts, close from my advertising efforts, significantly lower, which makes sense. I mean, it's not like that's crazy, but an example is we do some marketing for our peer group. Like we actually do marketing services for them. And it's funny because like, you know, one of them hadn't received a, a lead from the website in a while. And I, you know, I was, I'm like, dang, that sucks. Like, I feel like we're doing good work here. Like they're, you know, optimized for good pages, but not getting much. But I also had them sign up with a, I'm not going to name any names, but a, a company that does cold calling and they were getting them a lot of leads. And I'm like, okay, cool. That kind of takes the pressure off me. Like, you know, this company's doing a good job of getting a lot of leads. What's funny is even though they got way more leads from the cold calling company, the, the ones, the, the few leads that did come into the website all closed and none of the ones from the cold calling company has closed yet. And it's like, so even though the lead count was way higher, the value was lower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think the return on investment for SEO is very high, but you know, sometimes the reality is it's, at least from my perspective, I'm, I'm very interested in your perspective is, yeah, it's not hitting all the time. Sometimes it's hitting a lot. Sometimes it's not really hitting, you know, um, that's been my experience with SEO. You know, it kind of goes in, 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 in uh, waves. What are your thoughts on, on, on consistency of inbound? You are absolutely 100%. It, it actually does go in waves. I go, I go for weeks without getting a lead from SEO. Right. Uh, I have, some city-based pages that are in ranked in the top three and like you know don't produce consistent leads so just because it's there doesn't mean you're going to get something yeah. but you have to also keep in mind is that the cost to keep it there once it gets there is is virtually zero once yeah. once it's in the top three or the top you know top number one spot uh you can get 10 clicks on that page that go nowhere but you're not paying 200 dollars you know collectively for the, those clicks uh, yeah. You're right. It, it is absolutely inconsistent uh, as far as attracting leads. We we average, you know, one lead a week, but I've gone weeks without without anything. And mm-hmm. it just is what it is. Yeah. But, you know, I heard, I heard a, you know, one MSPK member, a good friend of mine, he said he was getting about, uh, you know, a solid lead a month from SEO. And I was like, cool. Like, I wouldn't be mad, you know, if I'm getting one good solid inbound lead a month cool that's like mm-hmm. six new clients a year and that's just one of my marketing tactics like i'd be happy with that um right. now granted i try and close two clients a month every month so you know i gotta be doing a lot other than seo as well but 
if that's just one piece of the pie, I'm, I'm happy about it. Um, so moving on here, what, so what would you say? And I think this is, I'm excited to get into this conversation for sure. What, what, what is kind of, what is kind of the difference between general SEO and local SEO? Yeah. So general SEO, uh, and I'm going, and I actually mentioned this on the tribe a few times. Uh, so general SEO for the guys that are using, uh, Growably, let's use that as your example, okay? And then, or you're posting blog articles about, you know, how to make your computer go faster, and what are the, what are five best security methods for TFA and, and things like that, okay? That's really national. What's considered national SEO because those those are general blog articles. Uh, they, and I can tell you factually speaking, because I've been helping a handful of tech drivers the last six months, it creates activity. It does not create leads. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nobody's gonna, you know, go land on a blog article about how your, uh, you know, three method, three methods of stopping email spam. A twenty-person accounting firm is not gonna, you know, go seek that blog article out and then call you and say, "I want you as my IT company." Yeah, uh, it creates uh, activity, not leads. Yeah, so local SEO is city-based SEO. We are creating either service-based pages, uh, no different than a plumber or an electrician, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, and the popular terms are, for like for Minneapolis, for example, uh, would be like Minneapolis like IT services or Minneapolis IT support company, uh, Minneapolis um, IT support for accounting firms, just mm -hmm. off the top of my head, right? And then when you get those pages uh, organically listing, then you're going to attract leads, businesses, not individuals, but businesses in that city okay, that are looking for IT services and they are going to contact you. Yeah, nice. Yeah, that's that's a good point. I always tell people, like we just did an episode recently, I never auto post blog posts. Some people are like, oh yeah, I got blogs going on my website. I'm like, but if you're auto posting it, like you're not having any local terms, you're not, you know, mm -hmm. linking back, you're not interlinking between any of your current pages. Mm -hmm. You're not, they're not providing any value. Like I'd rather you post one blog a month versus five blogs a week because the one blog a month that's custom and, and it's actually really good. It's going to do more value for your website than if you just try and post auto post a bunch of blogs. And even with MSP camp, I tell people like a lot of our blogs that we post on there are more informational. Like, um, is Microsoft 365 HIPAA compliant? right or sharepoint hipaa compliant like there's these informational blogs and the reason we do those on msp camp is it's more of a selling tool um because i get that question all the time from prospects so i'll take questions from prospects i'll write a nice blog on it and i tell msp camp members like make sure you change this right throw it in chat gpt or change it yourself or whatever before you post it because that way when they're talking to the prospect and the prospect has this question or or, 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 or asks you a good question and you have a really nice video or a custom blog that is on your website answering the question better than your competitor. Like those little things really do make a big difference in the sales process. Like I've, again, I've done another episode on using your content to sell. Like I use my content to sell. Like I have content for anything and everything the prospect might run into. And I'm the only MSP that's following up with an email of value versus checking in, you know? And so that's kind of how we've used blogs at camp. But, um, but I love your perspective and your insight on the general versus local. 
And so for MSPs, local SEO is really where most of their focus needs to be. Is that, is that right? Absolutely. And I can yeah. tell you something, and I, absolutely local, absolutely local, uh, because your, uh, your ROI is going to be higher because you're attracting local leads, and it's also going to be easier, you know, as I discovered, to get your pages to rank. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, you know, even like, let's say New York City, right? You have New York City, but you really have Manhattan, you have Brooklyn, you have Staten Island, like you have Queens, you have Yonkers, you know, those are suburbs that could have dedicated service, IT services pages and to attract something local. So I'll tell you something else that you can use a blog article for. And we yeah. did this for the uh, Triber that I'm helping in Asheville, North Carolina, okay, is you can actually use them to interlink, which is one of the most underused uh, SEO uh, tactics is, is uh, in, in, interlinking with your own internal linking, right? So, for example, using your example, uh, your your Office 365 HIPAA compliant blog article, okay, is we did this for the Triber in Asheville, North Carolina, because he is using Growably, and he had a couple hundred, uh, you know, generic, let's just call them general or generic blog articles. If you were to create a service-based page, uh, let's say uh, Asheville, Microsoft 365 Consulting. What you do is you take all of your 365-related blog articles, including HIPAA compliance, and you create a link to your service-based page. Yeah. Okay. And then what's going to happen is that you are going to boost up your service-based page. Yeah. So those blog articles are excellent resources for that purpose. Yeah. Love that. Another thing people don't realize is one of the main reasons most most companies have their blog articles on the homepage is not really because they care about making sure you see their blog on the homepage. It's because Google indexes it, is indexes it quicker because everything that's linked to the homepage gets indexed quicker, <laughs> um, which I didn't even realize that until recently. Um, and it works like a charm. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's kind of subjective. To be honest, you having the blog yeah. articles on the homepage if mm -hmm. everything is actually linked. Correctly, and then you have multiple links per page. They they will index organically with that method. You don't even need to touch the homepage on it. It's just just nice. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, and it does. It helps that the like the little blog scroller kind of looks professional. Like if you have nice like blog thumbnails and content. Correct. Yeah, so it's like it's a nice like double whammy. But yeah, it's a good point. Mm -hmm. So why do so many? I guess this is a double question, and and I I I personally had experience with this. Why do so many SEO companies get this wrong for MSPs? And how do you tell if an SEO company is full of shit? That's a good question. Um, so I wouldn't know anything about other SEO companies, but my opinion, it comes down to they do not understand our industry. Okay? And they don't understand our target, target audience because to an outsider, it all sounds like technical jargon to them. And it sounds good to them, but the fact is they don't know. Okay? Yeah. And you can have a really good SEO company, but if they don't understand our terminology, it's it's just you're not gonna you're not gonna get anywhere. You're wasting mm -hmm. time, you know. Mm -hmm. And then what, once again, it's like okay, you can have cybersecurity. What's cybersecurity to an outsider? It's like you know antivirus or, or just generally speaking, uh, security. I just helped the triber, by the way, and to give you an example is I reviewed it for him as a courtesy uh, a few months ago. I looked at his Google Ads campaign uh, and whoever he was using for their Google Ads, I, I don't know and I really don't care, but he had a security ads group 
and I showed the triber that I was helping. I said, okay, you see this keyword? I said that you are paying for, I go that you are spending, you know, whatever it was, 15 bucks a click. He's like, yeah. I said, do a Google search. What do you see? And he, and he did it in the top 10 pages for that keyword were actually white papers have nothing to do with security. It was some kind of like, like guidance for universities, if I remember uh, correctly. Yeah. Okay. Huh. okay. And that's, and that's my point, right? To an outsider, they don't, um, they just don't understand those things. Yeah. Uh, and the same thing with like, you know, being a VoIP provider or, you know, an IT service provider to, to them, it's all the same. So yeah. you could, they could have, they could be in a, they could be a really good SEO company if they don't understand what the keyword intentions are. They don't understand what your client base is and what kind of leads you're trying to attract. It's going to be a serious mismatch. That's why I learned SEO myself and not even think about engaging an outside party. Yeah. What's the sniff test? Like if somebody's paying for the SEO, because it took me like a year before I fired my SEO company. And after I fired them, I was like, oh, they haven't set up any location pages at all. Like they put no emphasis on local except our one city, which is fine. At least they were trying that. But I'm like, there's so low hanging fruits. So we internally in house, we built location pages where we rank number one in like 10 different cities for the, the highest search volume keywords. I'm like, they could have done that in a week. And I was with them for a year. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, for me, that was a sniff test where I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I guess if an, if an SEO company is only trying to be posting blogs about firewall comparisons or they're trying to whatever or they don't talk about backlinks at all like they're probably not doing good for msps they might be doing good for other seo clients so what would you be like what, what's your sniff test on like if i'm an msp working with an seo company what's my smith sniff test on like are they doing good work or not well i think actually the sniff test before i even engage is, is what, what would what would their roadmap Right. That, yeah. That's the first thing I would ask. Like, where, where are we going to be three months from now or six months from now? You know, give, give me a list of, of and it honestly does start with keywords. Right. Give me a list of keywords that you're going to create content for for my website. And then take those keywords and then go into Google and then, right, what does is, what is Google show you? Are, yeah. are those websites your competitors, which is a good thing, maybe, because, you know, that means that the keywords are spot on. Um, and then even a more important question to ask, and this goes outside of SEO, but it's very important. Uh, just because it sounds good, do you have the capacity to handle those kinds of kinds of leads? Yeah. Right. And those, and that's a question that I never asked myself, by the way, in the past. Because once again, somebody can throw something at me. Uh, back when I was doing Google Ads, my consultant said, "Hey, do you do VoIP?" Yeah, I do VoIP. Sure. Okay, let's start advertising with VoIP. Well, guess what? I didn't have any capacity to manage those leads. Like, you know what I'm saying? We didn't really have any formal processes for that or things like that. So yeah. I was going down a rabbit hole, even if I did get leads, that I couldn't even handle anyway. So that's, mm. that's a question that you need to ask yourself. It's very important, especially as a smaller MSP. Uh, but the sniff test would actually would be, right, is show me kind of a, 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 an impromptu blueprint of what keywords you're going to target, you know, what cities, uh, we won two, and then once you drill down past the IT services, like the verticals, for for people that are focusing on like accounting firms or finance, uh, marketing companies, those are all verticals that actually keywords do exist for. So show me what you're going to do for that. Um, yeah. 
And then the second thing also you need to ask is, what about maintenance, right? Technical SEO. Like, are you going to be interlink interlinking my pages on a regular basis? Are you going to be fixing all uh, my SEO titles? So I would say that would be the second step test. Uh, from yeah. a technical perspective, what's the maintenance that they, that they plan on doing every month besides just giving me one new blog article about something? Yep. Yeah, that's gold. I think that's the biggest, like, to those listening, like, if your SEO company has not even identified, like, hey, these are the keywords we're going to go after, and they love using the phrase, it takes time, then they may not be a good SEO company. Like, I just, it just bums me out that so many SEO companies, like, it takes time. It's like, I know, but you can see performance immediately. Like, if, if you see it, like, if you're going after keywords, and in two months, your rank has gone down with those keywords, something's going wrong. Something is not mm -hmm. going the direction we want to go. So yeah, of course, it takes a while to get number one spot on some things, but are we progressing the right way? Are we publishing enough content? Are we doing the things we need to do to move in that right direction? And SEO, like you said, you love getting metrics. It's all about metrics. You can see how many visits on the website. You can see how long they stay on the web page. You can see what on search console, what keyword someone is finding your website or not finding your website. Like, I see people Google their city, they're like IT services and whatever, and they're like, look, I'm on the first. I'm like, no, you're just Googling on your Google browser, your city. Like the right, the right way is to look into SimRush or Google or, or Search Console and see where you actually rank. Because Google's just caching like that you see your website a lot. So it's just going to show it to you first. Like you're not actually in the first spot, you know, like you got to actually use their Search Console is totally free. You know, you got to use something like that to really see like where you rank for different things. Um, and that's where you have to also identify your business goals. Yes. Yep. So what are some, what are some kind of best practices um, with local SEO for MSPs? Like what, what's kind of like, you know, a hit list of things that you'd recommend this, you know, you kind of have already hit on this pretty well, but like, if an MSP is like, okay, we're going to start doing more local SEO effort, kind of what's what's maybe like their their, their, their highest priority? Yes. So, if, um, <laughs> knowing what I know now, and even if I were to be able to dedicate like two hours to it, right, or two hours a week or whatever, um, the first thing, most IT companies are not utilizing their Google business listing at all. Yeah. Okay, so, and that's a free resource. Show up in the map pack in Google Maps. So you want to fill that out, make sure your services are filled out correctly, your hours are set, right? All your pictures, all that good stuff. Um, and which, by the way, like yeah, the posting on Google Business Listing, whether you do it once a day or once a week, has no bearing on, on actual rankings. Yeah. Uh, but even just feeding the algorithm, which is meaning like adding pictures, updating your holiday hours, things like that, right, makes a difference. Um, so if you pull up your Google Business Listing, in google it's it'll actually tell you what it's looking for you know update your all the holiday hours add a picture verify your profile you know respond to reviews so if you just tick those basic boxes you're telling the machine that's what we're talking about we're talking about an algorithm uh that your listing is active and current and and all that good stuff yeah. uh the second thing that i would work on as far as the website goes and i could go down a rabbit hole here of different things but you asked me what the top ones were uh is definitely the top one is interlinking which means creating an internal link from one page to another and a lot of the drivers that are 
reposting this content from Grobly or whatever. They're just they're setting it and they're forgetting it and they're not doing that. And I'll give you a real case example for the tribe that I was helping in Asheville, North Carolina, uh, still helping in Asheville, North Carolina. So he was using Growably. Uh, he had something like 200 orphaned pages. So what that means is he had 200 something blog articles that did not have a single link pointing to any of them internally, internally, right? So we went in there and created all those links. And according to the metrics, and I'm not exaggerating here, the following week, uh, I saw something like 80 new pages indexed by Google in one week on that website, all mm -hmm. because inter in, just because internal links were added, right? Yeah. Uh, and then, the, and then the, the second and third things, the top things, is your SEO title and your H1 header. Um, yeah. Your especially the blog articles, you know, maybe not so much, but your service-based pages, your city-based pages. You have to make sure that your SEO title is set correctly, 55 characters or less, even though it's 60, but I like to say 55 or less. Um, you know, your keywords in there, your city, your city name is in there, and your H1 title. And if you set those, and if your competition is bad enough, you can probably get your city-based page, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. at least maybe in the top 10, maybe get yeah. some hits just, just on that alone. So yeah. those those are those are the three. Uh, SEO title, make sure it's filled out correctly with the keyword, your H1 header on the pages, create do not have any orphan pages, so have have at least one link to every single page. Uh, your service-based pages should have at least five links, if not more. Okay. And then pay attention to your Google business listing every month. Go look at it. Um, and also the second thing is Bing. Okay. Bing, you know, Bing, it costs you nothing. So set up your Bing listing and then every month just go in there and update the holiday hours. And you're already be doing you're already be doing most than 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 most other IT companies. Yeah. Yeah, it is it is funny how many people drop the ball on the simple stuff with SEL. Like I don't know, it confuses me because it's like when we want something, what do we do? We usually Google it. Um, or we ask our friend. And, you know, it's like, and I think what happens is, and I, I just see it all the time, is like an MSP signs up for some $700 a month or $500 a month SEO service. And it's not. It's like somebody that posts the blog once a month and there's no, like, they're not being found for keywords. So that's what I tell people pretty early on, like, Google your city. Are you coming up or not? If not, that's like... One of the top things you need to think about, like I see all the time people always say like, oh, you shouldn't even think about SEO until you really got your marketing going. I'm like, what? No. SEO should be pretty early into the discussion of marketing. Like, like we have so much content that we post on social media, that we post on a website to make it exciting, that we send out to prospects. You know, the whole goal is we, we do all this and all roads lead to the website. That's our goal is to give them the website. Well, if there's also a beautiful traffic source that will just get them there for free, like, hell yeah. Like, what? So I'm glad that you're providing really good tips. And hopefully listeners are, are going to kind of act on these because this is this is great. Yeah. One thing to just keep in mind is, once again, that that whole channel, right, and SEO, what we're really talking about here, what it really boils down to is some is some other business looking for your services. I mean, that's what we're yeah. talking about. We're talking yeah. about somebody going on their computer or their phone, and 
accounting firm, a manufacturing firm, whatever vertical, uh, doctor's office, go into Google and Googling IT company, whatever the city they're in, or Google Maps, if they find you, they're gonna they're gonna be knocking on your door. Big difference. Yeah, yeah, they're coming to you. It's like a magnet mm -hmm. versus a megaphone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How important do you believe backlinks to be? Like, how important do you do you think are backlinks? Wow, that was a weird question. How important are backlinks? There we go. <laughs> you know, it really depends on the market. And I can tell you, uh, so my, my case studies, I'm like in New York, which is like, you know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's a tough market, believe me, okay? Yeah. Uh, so I probably need a million backlinks in New York City. I'm still kind of struggling to get my pages to work there. And it depends on how much you know money I want to spend. Um, a smaller city, right? Not so much. The, the triber that I'm helping in Asheville, North Carolina. So his competition was so bad. Uh, I have a dozen service-based pages for him. Uh, and not only Asheville, but a couple of other nearby cities, all ranking number one. He's averaging something like one to three leads a week. Okay? Nice. He's, getting more lead, he's getting more leads than me. And I already, I, I told him like two months ago, I said, I got news for you. I think I'm moving to Asheville, North Carolina. No offense. And I'm like, I'm taking it over. Because I'm like, <laughs> I never thought you would be getting this many leads. And he, and he's like, enough for his neck and knees. He just closed like, like three deals last week. Okay. Yeah. So that's all with just um, technical SEO on his website. I have not created a single link with him. Not Interesting. Link. Okay. That's good to know. Correct. Perfect. Now. But now on the other end of the spectrum, right? I have like another tribe that I'm helping in Burbank, for example. Okay. Um, still, you know, we're still working towards there. I, and I've, I've, been, I've been creating backlinks because I'm not going to get their pages to rank in Burbank without some links. So yeah. it really depends on what your competition is looking like. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to those listening, backlink is basically a, a website that links to your website. Like that's pretty much it. Like I remember one time early on, I wrote an article for the Digital Guardian. I didn't even know what the Digital Guardian was, but it turns out it was a pretty high domain authority website and it got published and they linked to Alltech's website. That cascaded our website, starting to rank better. Um, and then we got like the Ledger, this, who's this local newspaper, which no one really cares about newspaper, but their website had such a high domain authority that Google's mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, so this Alltech company is like super legit. So out of nowhere, like I got a couple solid backlinks and like we were already ranking well. But now it's like when I post a new page or whatever, like Google so quickly be like, okay, I got it. Boom. First, you know, like it's kind of wild. Um, but yeah, that's probably not needed everywhere, which is actually good to know because I didn't really know if you needed it in every market. It sounds like, no, it doesn't sound like you do need to like focus 100% on backlinks all the time. So that's good. Well, I'll just tell you just to, uh, to, to close that off, that the guy, the, the tribe, tech tribe that I'm helping in Astro, what we did is we took all those girl, the, our blog articles and created between 20 and 30, 30 internal links to all the service-based pages. Nice. And they're all ranking number one. Nice. So yes, it does help. <laughs> yeah, love it. So you already kind of went over some nice low-hanging fruit for local SEO, Google My Business, Google My Business, which I preach all the time, being like, it's amazing how many people do not get enough reviews on their Google My Business. It's like, you can rank the top three in the map pack and that's where most people look. I mean, most people just hit that map pack before they even get to the organic search. So like low hanging fruits, get that listing, get as many reviews as possible. 
Um, but you also said a couple other things that were very helpful. That's the internal linking. And um, what was the other thing? I'm trying to remember what the other thing you said was. So the two other things are, and, and, and they're very, they're pretty important metrics, the SEO title and your H1 yeah, title yeah. on yeah. the page. You know, make sure that they have the keyword in them um, and make sure that they have the city city page. That doesn't really apply for the blog articles. I'm talking to you about your service-based pages. Yeah, yeah. And then... How important is a blog for an MSP's website, in your opinion? It depends on what you write and where you write it. And I've just, I've actually just learned this kind of, kind of wrapped my head around it in the last few months. Um, I'm going to use something uh, very generic here. Like, uh, what are the five best ways to stop spam? Okay. Uh, the fact is that that question those methods, right, are going to be the same no matter where you are in the United States. It doesn't matter if you're in California, New York, Florida, whatever. That topic is not going to change. Yeah. So what maybe what you can do is, and that's not the spam is probably maybe maybe a bad example, but like if you were to for localize, but if you were to spin that uh, with some kind of local data, like you know five best. Uh, best methods to stop spam for an accounting firm in New York City, right? Then you're kind of localizing that a little bit. And then that's yeah. gonna actually then that's gonna just improve your overall footprint for that city. So that's but but it's you know you can't just do it just just because it sounds good. You do have to do a little bit of homework and see if it see if it makes sense. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, it is cool. It is funny because like I think these bigger MSPs, they don't put emphasis on some of these cities SEO because they got a big sales team. Um, but also some of these cities have like a search volume of like 10 or five or no data. Right. And so people are like, Oh, why would I spend time creating a page around that? If there's only 10 searches a month. And from my perspective, that's 10 potential prospects a month that we could get in front of. So yeah, for a business like the MSP market where every lead is super high value, like, yeah, no, I'm cool. I'll create pages like that. I'm going to start moving to industry pages next where, you know, our most competitive cities, like we got Tampa right next. So I'm going to go legal IT support in Tampa and accountants IT support in Tampa or, you know, whatever SimRush tells me is kind of the best, the best, easiest to rank for. But, you know, there's just so much value in, in SEO. And it's, it's funny that you mentioned going to uh, Asheville and taking over because I was Googling, uh, I was, I was looking at SimRush and Jacksonville, you know, I was talking to a, a member there today and, and I'm like, man, Jacksonville is, e it's easy to rank for. And there's 140 searches a month for IT support in Jacksonville and IT services in Jacksonville. That's 280 searches a month. And it's currently listed as easy to rank for. I'm like, damn, I could just start setting up MSPs in these cities that have these super high SEO value. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. But I mean, to your point, like, that's why it's so powerful for MSPs to understand the value of SEO. Yeah, sometimes it's inconsistent, right? It's not like you're going to, not like SEO is going to make you a multimillionaire overnight, but it's going to consistently bring you leads, which is going to mm -hmm. feed an ROI for your marketing, which can help you invest in other forms of marketing. Um, so, yeah, man, this is this has been really, really helpful. So, and if you don't mind, I'll just touch upon those search numbers. Yeah, I used to be I used to be fooled by them too, right? So, yeah. um, 
like a search volume of 10. Uh, if it's very specific, once again, if it's like IT support for accounting firms, and that's a search value of 10, right? When it's that niche, I mean, that is potentially speaking, a 10 accounting firms that are searching for an IT company every month. Right? Yes. Versus 100 searches of, uh, you know, uh, uh, once again, you know, spam filtering. Yeah. Right? Like it's like, you know, it's, it's 100 generic searches, you know, spam filtering, all well and good. You know, those 10 are have a lot more valuable than the hundred and also the zero right is the zero is actually not indicating zero searches mm. what zero is saying is that just google does not have enough data to present the number yeah right so right so a zero could be super low hanging fruit uh like using um uh hip hipaa comp HIPAA compliance in, in in jacksonville florida for example right if that has zero searches but you could have one or two doctor offices or, or medical companies looking for that in Jacksonville every month, and you can get yeah. that page, you know, rank quickly. That could be money in the bank. I'm just so that zero. Do not be fooled by that. Yeah, gold. Love it, man. So, I think at this point, the person listening is is probably really motivated and and, and fired up about SEO. What is their What is their if someone's like, okay, I'm going to add SEO as part of my marketing scorecard on a you know weekly, monthly basis, what is this person doing um, on an ongoing basis to try and improve their SEO? Uh, you mean as like an outsource company? Or? No, like a dude or a dudette <laughs> that's working at the MSP. They are hired their marketing coordinator. Uh, that's one thing I'm really proud about. Um, I hear almost every week an MSB camp member that has hired a marketing coordinator or manager. And to me, I'm very proud of that because I always tell people like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have management in house of your marketing. Now we might hire an MSP camp to do our content. We might hire a Steve to help us with our SEO. We might hire a lemonade stand to build our website, whatever. We might hire agencies, but the management, it's like you said, like if you try and just give something to an agency, the chance of them doing it right are fairly low. But if somebody's in-house, they're going to be able to really bring accountability and keep the ball rolling. So for that person in-house that may not be an SEO expert, and eventually they're just going to hire somebody to really help push it along. But what is something they can kind of do now? to try and get the ball rolling for their own SEO. Yeah, I would say, and this is something I only started doing six months ago, and I wish I did it sooner, is plan your SEO strategy out, I would say, at three months at a time. Mm. Uh, because when, when I was still learning, and, 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 I, and I fully admit this, I probably made a thousand mistakes on my own website, cost myself whatever, you know, and had keyword categorization, duplicate content, and, and all that other stuff. Um, but I was doing everything on the spur of the moment, right? So I would just go look and I would say, oh, that, that search term sounds good. I want those leads. And I would go create a page for it. I just would not even think about the big picture. Um, it was quite disorganized. I mean, that's when I was still doing everything. But now I do most things at least a month or if not in three month chunks. So, and I'll give you an example. Like I'm going to create uh, I just I just actually finished this two days ago. Uh, the key word is IT for startups. 
IT services for startups, right? right. It's kind of a, it's kind of a national, right? But um, I plotted out already an entire content silo nice. revolving around right, and I already have twenty pages, um, like like on my virtual books of what I'm going to create for that keyword to be created over the next few months, right? So that yeah. now I've done all my research, I know there's no conflicts, right? And now I have my blueprint for that for the next two months. And I don't kind of have to think about it. So the best advice I can give to answer your question is do not do things by the weekly basis. Yeah. Plan everything out within one month or three months and say, okay, this is your roadmap. This is your blueprint. Because doing it the way I did it, I had to backtrack, you know, a hundred times to either fix my own mistakes or realize that was not going to work, you know, even before I created it, things like that. Nice. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. cool. It also helps people fill in the blanks a lot easier if they, they understand it's more of a roadmap. Like, this is what we're trying to rank for. What content are we going to create to get exactly. there? How are we going to link between what other pages that we see from the website, like the service pages we can link to, et cetera. So, yeah, it really, really provides a better strategy versus like, oh, I'm just going to post. I'm just going to post this thing. That's You're exactly right. That's exactly yeah. how I used to do it. <laughs> so. And, you know, it's funny is I know, you know, it's funny, like like MSP camp, this is how I know even MSP marketing companies aren't that good at SEO. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. I started, we started MSP camp, it's like a brand new website. It's a membership site. So most of the pages were locked, which means like if somebody lands on the site, they literally can't go to the page unless they log in or buy a membership. So it is so not SEO friendly at all. And still we are ranking like number one spot for so many different keywords. We're outranking these companies that like their whole website is a sales page. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like y'all are supposed to be a marketing company and my shitty little site that I put up in a month are outranking. You know, I'm like, what is going on? So anyway, we've actually moved to a new site and now the old site is just a sales page. So I'm really about to start, you know, diving deep into improving its SEO. Well, Steve, this has been uh, this has been really super insightful. Um, I just love the conversation. I love how much you know you're helping people. You really provide so much information uh, on on Tech Drive and and now here and, and I'm sure a lot of other places. So, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to hit on before we kind of wrap up today? No, I I'll, I'll just mention actually. You know, there, there are no other places. Yeah, cool. <laughs> There's. I don't, I don't have the energy for it. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I live, I do, I, I've been part of the tech tribe for five years now. I am in like no other circles. I don't have the energy for it. And, and I've helped many, many tribers with other things. You know, like uh, they, they approach me about like processes, consulting, um, hiring, offshore and all that stuff I've done. And I've helped many tribers for free because you know what? I, when I joined the tech tribe, I was in the exact same position. Yeah. I was wondering, how do you do all that? And I had no idea whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't mind giving back and I still give back. Um, awesome. That's it. Yeah. So so that's like the only place I actually live publicly. And then as far as uh, what to add to anything, we covered a lot. Um, I would say actually, the la I would say the last thing I would um, add is for anybody running Google ads, and it's not SEL only because I've done it three or four times over the last five years, a couple of times by myself. Once with a consultant, the last time is I did my own research and learned Google Ads. Mm -hmm. um, you can really lose your shirt, okay? And for any for any IT company, one-man band, 
Um, what I used to do back in the day for Google ads, um, as long as in, in my mind, if I was spending 500 bucks a month on ads and not looking at it at all, I was somehow going to get leads that way. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's what I used to think. Um, Google ads is not a set and forget animal. Mm -hmm. So if you're running Google ads and you are not looking at that every week, I would probably stop it because you're wasting your money. I mean, yep. that's my, my two cents on that one. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really gotta, you really gotta get it right. You gotta make sure your landing page looks good. You gotta make sure the negative keywords. And there's a lot, mm -hmm. there's a lot in that world too, for sure. Um, well, Steve, man, I really, really appreciate you coming on. I think this is super helpful. Um, I've really been doing a whole series on SEO for the last couple of months because I think it's important. Um, I've covered a lot of topics, I feel like, in detail. But SEO is something I, I, I think it's one of those things that there's a lot of misunderstanding around SEO. And a lot of people just want to hire an SEO company. But it's like you got to learn. You got to know what to look for. You don't have to do it yourself, but you got to know. Like you got to know before you hire a company and pay them X amount. You got to know how to keep them accountable, what to ask, what to look for, et cetera. So, um, and, you know, in-house, I've done SEO in-house almost entirely, and it's worked very well for us. I mean, very well. I can directly equate, you know, over a million dollars of reoccurring annual revenue to SEO. I mean, that's, that's a lot of money, right? Like that's... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's great. I mean, we're coming up on a $5 million company, but just the stuff from SEO makes up a nice piece, right? And then I create nice content on the website so then when they land on the website, they convert better, right? Like, And then we get referrals from the people that came in from inbound. So really, like, part of that ROI is also coming from the inbound and coming from the marketing, even though it's a referral, you know? Like, so it just kind of pays dividends over time. Well, Steve, man, I really appreciate it. We'll go ahead and wrap up to listeners. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Steve. I know I did. Um, and I hope you are super excited and pumped to start implementing. Hopefully I can get Steve into MSP camp, maybe as an honorary member, so you can bug him with questions. <laughs> I can do that. You know, and uh, one more point I'll, I'll, I'll say on this subject, because I because you said about hiring an SEO agency. Cool. The, the SEO agency cannot talk your language. I'm talking our language, you know, mm -hmm. IT language. Okay, if they cannot talk your language, don't don't do it. Yeah, because I'm telling you from experience, it's not that they don't know SEO, they don't know your business. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your time. Yeah. But anyway, that's it. I'm happy to answer any questions uh, after this airs or whatever. That's cool. Whatever you need me to do. Love it, man. Thanks again. Appreciate you coming on. To listeners, thanks again. We'll see you on the next one.